The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Mankind has always prided itself on its spirit of exploration, an enduring characteristic of men and women in all generations. Whether elated by the achievement of unimaginable goals or disappointed by failure to reach impossible targets, the courage to go further has never abated. My guest today is Dr. Vijay Shankar. He is the author of uh, many DVDs and releases, and his latest, which is entitled Evolution of Mind, is what we are discussing today on 1111 Talk Radio. Man lives in the duality of what is real and what is merely appearance, what is and what seems to be what is eternal and unchanging, and what is temporary and changing. The enlightened beings understand and perceive the eternal, unchanging what is as the real, whereas man knows only the temporary, changing what seems to be and believes it to be real. There's no proof for reality, and there cannot be either, for it is beyond mind. Though man constantly strives for it, there is no lack of proof for what is illusory, for it is within the mind and which man therefore takes to be real. So now today on our discussion, we're going to discover the evolution of mind and the various parts that venture from that, from words to language to feelings and emotions, all of the pieces that would be mind. I'd like to welcome Dr. Vijay Shankar to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Dr. Shankar. Thank you. But on those words you just mentioned, picked up from the website and the books, please, Yes, those words are from your website. They are the uh, www.acadun.com, and we're That's discussing your book today. Yes. It's better you mention it so that the, the listeners understand that those words are not genuinely yours, but they were picked up from the website and the books. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'd like you to discuss uh, a little bit more about what you mean by evolution of mind. You have a different... Uh, take than many people do, and that is that man is not the doer or the speaker or the thinker that life actually happens to man. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. The first point is evolution. You mentioned, yes. Why is it? Dif- why should it be difficult for man to understand the evolution of mind, whether mind has evolved or not, when he very easily accepts the evolution of the human species or any species which exists he absorbs, accumulates, and applauds the disclosures by Charles Darwin. And he's biologically too. All biologists acclaim and accept that everything has evolved. Every species 
known to man has evolved. If every species known to man has evolved, naturally it must follow. Even the mind has to be evolved within man, which, who has evolved himself. Therefore, not only the physical structure of man needs to be evolved, as, as well as his mind needs to be evolved. The mind has evolved within man. Man has not brought the mind about. If man has not brought his mind about, and he possibly could not have, how could he be a doer, a speaker, or a thinker? That he's a doer, speaker, and thinker needs to be evolved too. A concept, a belief within man's mind which has grown into him and he has not brought it about. Because for the first reason, who could have come first on this earth? Could it have been man? Could it have been an animal? Could it have been vegetation? Who is to decide? And who could be the first who appeared on this earth? Could it be man? If man had appeared first on this earth, how could he have survived without vegetation or animal kingdom? If vegetation came first, who could have planted the first seed? Or who could have found the first seed? If animals could have come first, who could have found the first ohm or the sperm to make an animal? So you see, man has just believes what has been told to him, or rather, what has come within his mind. But he has not inquired that which is known, the validity and authenticity, and if it could be real or not. Even that man can bring, cannot bring it about. If it happens to man, well and good. And if it happens to such a man, it's a revelation for one and all. That's Dr. Shankar, when you're speaking about the evolution of mind and the evolution of man, do these go hand in hand, or has one or the other been evolving faster? Good. Man has evolved first, and within him, later on, the mind evolved at its own pace, as it does even to this point in time. Therefore, it is a human species which came first, and when he started being walking on all fours, and then he became vertical and started walking on tools, that is his legs, slowly and steadily, his mind evolved within man. Slowly and steadily, words crept in. And you know the history, what is man as of today? He is today because of the process of evolution and sophistication which has not been brought about by man. It is a function of life, not of mind. And Dr. Shankar, the mind has uh, all of this knowledge about what we believe science to be and God to be and religion to be and all of the interpretations and perspectives that we take in from life. But where does that place us in the conversation of spirituality or a greater power that has placed us here? Was it minds that came first or is there something else that came first? Rephrase your question. I couldn't figure out what your question was. The question is, mind has a certain bandwidth of knowledge that is about science, God, religion, all of the different subjects that we seem to know about up until this point. Everything that is known within the mind has evolved and sophisticated as an auditory illusion of sound. All that exists in life is nothing but light and sound. The sophistication evolvement of light and sound has transformed and manifested 
as the human mind with all the knowledge with it has, be it science, be it revered religion, spirituality, come what may. Spirituality is not an exclusive subject. Spirituality is all-inclusive. Spirituality means the manifestation and the transformation of light and sound as optical illusions of forms and colors, an auditory illusion of sound as words and meanings. Everything per se is spirituality. Spirituality is the moment which includes everything which is known by man. Spirituality is not exclusive. It's all-inclusive. It's all-inclusive, and then there's life and mind. So does that mean life and mind are not synonymous? Life and mind is not synonymous. Life is not the mind, and mind is not life. Mind is a delay in life, for mind is sound. Sound is a delay in light, yet in light, but a delay. Mind is a delay in life. Mind cannot control life for the very simple reason it is life which has given birth to mind. Therefore, mind cannot control life and mind is not life. It is just as if to say that the baby can get back into the mother's womb and control the mother's life. It is like that to think that the mind controls life. Life cannot be controlled by the mind for mind is embedded in life as a delay and not as an actuality. There is nothing of actuality in this life, nor time. Time, too, is a thought in the mind and not an actuality. For the very simple reason, can man see time in life? Can man see a single moment in life? Man cannot. Man can only see Time on the watch he wears on his wrist or on the wall, clock on the wall, but not as an actuality in life. Life is timeless for a very simple reason. It does not exist in life. Time exists in the mind as a thought, not as an actuality. So is anything which is of substance. There is nothing of substance in this world. The microcosmos till the macrocosmos is energy. Energy is present at the microcosmic level as well as the macrocosmic level. In between two exists only energy. And this energy is light and sound which reflects an optical and auditory illusions of light and sound, which to the mind appears real, which to the mind appears real, to an illusory man who is, considers himself real, that is the ego. Everything that is known within the mind, no matter how revered, no matter how scientific, every bit of knowledge is referable to the ego. It is the ego which claims the knowledge. The ego being false, every knowledge too is false. There is no knowledge which is present in life in the moment where man is alive. Every knowledge man knows is, belongs to the past. The past is dead, and so too every knowledge is dead, not alive, not throbbing, not the aliveness which is present in the moment. Therefore, 
every bit of known is false for it refers referable to the ego man cannot be the doer he only thinks that he is the doer because the doership is claimed by the ego ego is merely a claimer a claimer that it can do a claimer that the man can speak and a claimer that the man can think none of these attributes can be validated any ounce of intelligence for the very simple reason my guest today is dr vijay shankar his first book was the illusions of life published in 2003 his second book the power of illusion was written while on a three week tour of australia and new zealand soon the series entitled kavalya gita began to make its appearance a series of no less than 60 volumes in its entirety the title means absolute understanding dr shankar's most recent book evolution of mind published in january of 2010 offers man the most penetrating and insightful examination as yet of the beliefs in the mind Join me in just a few minutes and we'll be right back with Dr. Vijay Shankar. You can connect to his website Academy of Absolute Understanding at www.acadun.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a mom or a mom to be? If so, a lot of questions and concerns may be going through your mind. So much information. How do we get it all straight? Tune in to A Labor of Love: Expectations for Pregnancy and Parenting with host Karen Engstad. Our program will take you from the first steps of pregnancy to the first steps of your child. We'll cover unique topics as well, including using the law of attraction during pregnancy, elimination communication, and more. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Spin it with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin it old school, which gives a back in the day approach from Chuck. A no spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings and more. It's football, news and happenings. Tune in for Spin it with Chuck Foreman Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You 
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Today, people refer to Dr. Vijay Shankar as Dr. Scientist, Swamiji, Guruji, and Enlightened Being. For him, they are all illusory labels. Dr. Shankar was born in the late 1940s, and he obtained a medical degree, also engaging in research into cellular and molecular sciences. During this period, clarity to his understanding of mind and life deepened, and this changed the direction of his life. His research gave way to a scientific approach in understanding life and mind, which he shares with all those who are drawn to him. You can connect with him at his website, the Academy of Absolute Understanding, www.acadun.com, and also on that site are many of his DVDs, books, and CDs, materials that you can uh, purchase and have access to, along with events that are coming up. He will be in Maha Yoga Studios in Los Angeles, California, October 22nd at 8 p.m. and also October 24th at 1 p.m. For further information on Dr. Shankar and uh, other of his materials, please go to his website, www.acadun.com. Dr. Shankar, we were talking about light and sound and how life and mind are not synonymous. And when you were speaking, you were saying that life cannot transform, it only reflects. In the conversation that many quantum physicists have, they speak about there being an observer, and and then what we are having is observed. How does the conversation of the observer play in? Is the mind the observer, or is something else observing all of this? The observer is the ego. It doesn't matter if it's a nuclear physicist or a biological evolutionary physicist, no matter what. The observer is the ego, and all that the observer observes is knowledge within the mind. It is just scientific knowledge, and that's the intelligence of life. To make such knowledge happen to mind and to, and to convince the illusory ego, to be the knowledgeable one, the observer, the researcher, the doctor, the engineer, and physicist, and so on and so forth. It is the intelligence of life which makes mere sound, which appear as an illusory individual, and to be so-and-so in life. Not at all. It's just a thought in the mind. Is that clear? In, in our waking state, can we step away then from the ego and the mind? Can we release that and release all the illusory labels and just be in the presence of all of the light and the sound? That's the enchanting wish of every ego. How could the ego ever do it when itself it's not the doer? It's just a wishful thought within the mind. And that too is, happens to the mind by the intelligence of life, not by the intellect of the mind. This is what engages the ego to be alive. Such thoughts are food for the ego to exist, to consider itself a, a great individual who can even conquer life or step away from life. The very thought to step away from life is in the mind. The very thought, the very effort to step away from the mind is an thought and effort within the mind. All illusory manifestation of light and sound. All that there is in life is 
enlightened. Man need not have to become enlightened for the very simple reason it is already enlightened as it is. And how can the ego know what is enlightenment? How could the ego know what is enlightened to become enlightened? To become is a thought in the mind, is food for the ego, survives as a real individual. That is the intelligence of life to make the illusory to appear real to the ego. That is the part of life, to make the illusory appear real to the ego. That is the manifestation of the intelligence of life, which reflects an illusory ego to appear real. There is nothing real. Real is real. What does the real mean? Real means that which does not change, that which is eternal, that which is everywhere. All that the ego can know or observe changes. Every day changes. Every daily life changes. Science changes. The known changes. If it can change, how could it be real? Anything which changes is merely an appearance, but not a reality. Far cry from reality. All that there is real is light. And this light manifests a magnanimous auditory and optical illusion, which the mind calls it life. That is not life at all. It is merely an illusion of light and sound that appears real to the ego. And with all of this change that occurs, I guess man, because our mind is so unreliable, man thinks itself as unreliable. And is that why we have so much of the pain and the dysfunction in the world? Or is that part of the play of light and sound? It is part of the play of light and sound. Man is in misery because he thinks, he believes, and is convinced that he is the thinker, the doer, and the speaker. Man has yet to realize thinking happens to him. Words happen to him. He cannot know what word is going to speak at any moment. And the word he speaks has to, involves the movement of his lips, the movement of his tongue hitting the heart palate, of which he has got no control. Man, can, man with his mind cannot control a single cell or even a single function in a single cell. There are about trillions number of cells which makes up the human body and none of it functions within any cell in his body the mind can control. And yet the mind is made to believe that he is the controller, he can control his body, he is the doer, he is the speaker and he is the thinker. Man, he does not know what words will come out from his mouth at any time. And has he seen his words? Has he seen his mind? Can the mind be seen? Is there a single cell in the mind? Is the mind made up of any cells? Is he, is, does man ever control his thoughts? The thought happens to man. The word happens to man. And the ego happens to man. It happens to him every day in the morning. He doesn't bring it about. If he knows the ego is the causing all his troubles in his daily life, why doesn't he just stop it from being happening? And the ego happens to man, and so to all the words, the thoughts, which happens to man. It all happens to referable to the ego. The very ego which he does not bring it into existence at all. The ego happens, so too the thoughts happen, so too the words happen, so too a movement happens. Man simply moves in life. He is in constant movement from birth to death. 
There is no point in time, no point in life where man is not moving. He is constantly moving, which means life is a singular movement, uncontrollable, unpredictable, and spontaneous. This singular movement of the human body projects a plethora of illusory words and meanings, all as a manifestation of sound. Life is a play of light and sound that appears real. That which appears real to the ego is no less than a mere drama. The drama begins and man has got no control over it. The drama one day will end and man will never know that it has ended. That is man's predicament in life. And in this predicament, he tries to become enlightened. He tries to involve himself and become convinced about all the knowledge in his mind as being real. Not for a moment has man stepped back and pondered about why he's here, from where he came from, what is he. He's so much engrossed in finding out who is he. But no man has ever addressed the question, what am I? What am I? What I could be in this field of energy? either macrocosmos or micro. Everywhere is merely energy. And how come within this energy is manifested a world wherein I consider myself real, I consider myself capable of attaining enlightenment. Now, you said two statements. You, you asked two questions. What am I and what could I possibly be in this field of energy? Is that really why we're here, to really experience ourselves in the true expansion and go beyond any of the study of, of what it is that we are, but really to go into how much of ourselves can we be? It's not up to I. Again, the question you pose, is that the reason why I'm here in this world? Is that the reason why man is in this world, to find out who is he? How could he do that? It all implies a doership. It all implies man as a real individual. If it happens to man, a realization of what he is, it will happen to him, and he cannot help it. It's not up to him. It's not up to him to bring about realization. It's not up to man to bring about understanding. It's not up to man to bring about even knowledge. Knowledge happens to man, and understanding happens to man. And understanding that knowledge is merely words and meanings, whereas wisdom is beyond words and meanings. Man cannot bring it about. In anything in life is just life. He cannot bring it about. So a lot of the scientists are now talking about how there is brain matter in the heart and brain matter in the gut. Is the mind something that exists within all of those places, or is the mind exclusive of all of those things? Brain matter, if it's present in every cell, then every cell must be a brain then. The whole body must be a brain, and brain too is a thought in the mind. So where could this mind be? Mind is merely a thought in the mind, which is an auditory illusion of sound. And if that's the case, then where does mind go when we go to sleep? You tell me. Mind does not go to anywhere in sleep because mind is not there at all. How sure are you the mind exists in life? How sure are you the mind exists in the waking state? What proof is there that the mind exists? All that man can be valid about is, it's a manifestation of sound which appears as a mind. Mind, too, is illusory. It's just nothing but sound, sound. All that there is in life is light and sound. Who says mind is real? 
What proof has man that mind is real? Can he see it under an electron microscope? Can he see it on the operating table? Can he see his words anywhere within his body? Where is the words? Is it behind, hiding behind his vocal cords? Is it in his lungs? Where is the words? All that comes out from man's mouth is air. Air resonates in the oral cavity. The sound it emits appears to the mind, appears to his ears, as sound waves which appears as the mind. Oh. My guest today is Dr. Vijay Shankar, and we are discussing his latest book, which is Evolution of Mind. It's broken down into ten parts where you go deeply into the evolution of mind, words, meanings, duality, languages, beliefs, feelings, emotions, and memory, deciding or not deciding what is real and what is not real, what is light and what is sound. Dr. Shankar's first book was The Illusions of Life and the Second Power of Illusion. He feels that man is not the doer, the speaker, or the thinker, and he is coming out with a new release after this one called What Am I? You can connect more to Dr. Shankar at the Academy of Absolute Understanding where he has archived 850 CDs and 450 DVDs of talks, as well as 15 published books. Presently, the Academy is in the final stages of completing a film on non-duality. Non-duality will be explained to humanity through light and sound. We'll be right back with Dr. Vijay Shankar, www.acadun.com. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now? A practical path to authenticity will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now? Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? 
Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest today is Dr. Vijay Shankar. He's the author of Evolution of Mind and goes into many topics such as the evolution of words, evolution of meaning, duality, sound, languages, all of these different areas to establish whether, to help us establish whether or not we need to believe in the illusory or the real. Dr. Shankar, when you were speaking about time and space as coming in and being perceived, that the mind needed to perceive that, where do the elements come in, like fire, air, water, and earth? If, if, if everything is light and frequency, or light and sound, as you say, then all of these pieces that we are interacting with are also light and sound. No but, doubt, they are light and sound. The very points which you mentioned and asked, is the introduction is in the first chapter in the evolution of mind. All the five elements, fire, air, water, earth, all these four appeared once at the first point as a reflection of light. Light reflected as the first element that was fire. Why did light appear as fire? Because light itself is heat. And this you can or any man can realize because light is heat. If you see your USB stick, if you hold it, it will be hot, and any USB stick contains information in it. Therefore, light is information. Light is heat. Therefore, consciousness, which is heat, appears as fire. And when heat emancipated from fire, air came into being. Then, having lost again a degree of heat from air, water came into existence. And the combination of water, air, and fire appeared as earth, not as a substance, but as an optical illusion of light. And when earth appeared, all of this had to be accommodated in space. Therefore, space was the next which appeared as an optical illusion of light. And later on came in time as an auditory illusion of sound. Therefore, all the five elements, including space and time, is an optical and auditory illusion of light and sound. After this appearance came in vegetation. How did vegetation appear? 
and how did animals appear, how did human beings appear. Everything is discussed in that book, Evolution of Mind. I cannot go into the discussion in detail, for as it is, I'm a very old man now, and it takes a lot of energy. But this is the essential details of it. All the five elements, too, is light and sound, and not, not, and not, not an exception of it. They are an optical and auditory illusion of light and sound. Consciousness is the first illusion of awareness. Awareness is pure light, pure light which the eyes cannot see. Awareness is pure light that appeared as consciousness. Consciousness, too, is reflected light, the first illusion of pure light. From then on, everything started evolving and sophisticating as what we see to be the world today. Now, part of your book is broken up into sections where you talk about the evolution of words, of meanings, of, of different pieces of what the mind tends to grasp to. And there are several religions that believe that the word was the first thing here. But through your book, you, you say that words only, they actually have no meaning once we erase the meaning we give to them, that it all does evolve on its own. Can you talk a little bit about that? About what? Every religion is also made of words. If you remove all the words, where is religion? A religion is a thought in the mind, not an actuality in life. Why are there so many religions? Where did they arise from? If one religion is real, where is the need for other four or five to be alongside with it? Real is just one. It cannot be two. Why there are many languages? Where did they come from? Who invented it? Could man have made many religions? Could man have made many languages? Could man have made anything at all? Everything, my dear, is an evolutionary process, a sophistication process of light and sound. Religion, per se, is within the mind. When you are born, you do, you do not have any religion at all. Religion is, religion is installed in you. It's donated to you. So where could have religion started? What religion could the first man have who came on this earth? He could not have none for the very simple reason no vegetation, no vegetable or no animal has any religion. You cannot go buy yourself a Christian carrot or a Hindu brinjal or a, or a, or a Hindu or Islam onion. No. You cannot go and breathe only a Christian air or a Hindu air. If you are a real Hindu, you should, wear, you should only breathe Hindu air. If you are only a real Christian, you should only walk on Christian earth. What religion has got earth? What religion is there in any of the five elements? And everyone is made up of these five elements, whether he likes it or not. Religion is merely a sound within man's mind. Religion is a thought in the mind, not an actuality in life. Life is without any religion. Life is pure, unsustainable. No opinion, no conclusion, no interpretation exists in life. All that exists in life is light and sound, which manifests an auditory, an optical illusion, which to the mind appears as the world. So with what you're saying in regard to words and meaning, then in regard to our beliefs and our belief systems, do we just let go of all of those beliefs and belief systems to try to get closer to our own knowing of our light and sound? Again, my dear, you are in the belief that man is the doer. 
How on earth can man let go of his beliefs? Beliefs do not exist. They are just a manifestation of sound, an auditory manifestation of sound. It's an auditory illusion of sound. How can the ego, being sound itself, let go of a belief which is sound itself? Beliefs are there as an auditory illusion. Either they are not an actuality in mind or in life. And how can the ego let it go? Can ego let go of sound which, who himself is sound? He cannot. These are all, the, again, a belief in the mind. That's the intelligence of life, to make an illusory ego to appear real, who can do and who cannot do, who can allow and who can permit, who can prevent and who can mold, who can shape and not shape. Those are all the functions of the ego. Ego is false. It cannot do all that. All those are beliefs within the mind. That's the intelligence of life, to make it appear real to the ego, and the ego can do it or prevent it, that is the conditioning of the mind. The conditioning of the mind, the proof that the mind is conditioned, is the belief that the ego is made to believe that it is the doer, the speaker, and thinker. Neither does an action exist in life, nor in the mind. Neither does a word exist in life, nor in the mind. Neither is a thought existing in life, nor in the mind. Thoughts Actions, speech are merely optical and auditory illusions of light and sound. All that exists in life and in the mind is nothing but light and sound. The entire universe, the entire cosmos is nothing but energy. And this energy is light. And this light at a lesser speed is sound. And anything which exists as being real is nothing but an illusion, a maya. And so when people go into meditation or they are given an inspiration or they end up knowing something that they have no possibility of knowing, are they tapping into a higher frequency of light and sound? They are not at all. They're just tapping onto their ego, and that's all happening to them. What is meditation? Meditation is not an act at all because for a simple reason, any act, no matter how revered or how scientific, is an optical illusion of light. Meditation is not an act for the simple reason there isn't any act. There's no actuality in life. It is the appearance, a singular movement appearing as meditation. It's not man who brings about meditation. Meditation is the journey, a movement in life which appears as meditation in the mind. That's how man moves in his life, from womb to the tomb. If he's meditating, meditation merely indicates that's the movement of life, an object movement of life appearing as meditation to the ego convincing the ego that it is doing meditation not at all there is no act in life no actuality in life no substance in life and there are also many that talk about how in creating our reality we have a GPS system our feeling system that's in our body and that that is what really creates things that's what draws forward the law of attraction they may is that all part of the ego as well? They may think that way because that's how much they've evolved and sophisticated in life. For the simple reason, man must understand when he goes to sleep, his body does not feel the bed. And we will continue this conversation with Dr. Shankar after this commercial break. Today, people refer to Dr. Vijay Shankar as Dr. Scientist. Swamiji and Guruji, as well as Enlightened Being. But for him, all of these are illusory labels. 
Kaczynski has obtained a medical degree and engaged in research into cellular and molecular sciences. During this period, clarity to his understanding of mind and life deepened, and this changed the direction of his life. His latest release, Evolution of Mind, goes into all of the discussions about evolution of mind, word, meaning, duality, languages, beliefs, and many more. You can find out more about him at www.acadun.com. He's also appearing October 22nd and 24th at Maha Yoga Studios in Los Angeles, California, and he will have a new release coming out soon called What Am I? We'll be right back with Dr. Vijay Shankar. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. If you are curious about IVF and third-party family building, what it is, and where you can get the answers you need, meet the surrogacy lawyer, Teresa M. Erickson. Teresa became a surrogacy lawyer after the wonderful experience of being a participant in third-party family building. Whether you're looking to IVF, becoming a donor or surrogate, or a prospective parent, you are sure to come away with valuable advice from our program. The Surrogacy Lawyer, your guide to IVF and third-party family building, is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. In the final pages of Evolution of Mind by Dr. Vijay Shankar, he writes that life appeared as Vijay Shankar at a specific moment known in records as 1949 CE, evolved as a doctor, a scientist, and has sophisticated now as the Academy of Absolute Understanding, spontaneously, uncontrollably, and unpredictably, thus far in the timeless and thoughtless now, and nameless here, which is enlightened. Where the story goes from here, the mind can never know. What scenes are to unfold, the mind can never know. Predictions of any kind would be just a shot in the dark. One merely has to wait in awe and admiration for the intelligence of life to reveal its drama, for destiny is still at work. 
So life unfolds as light and sound, but we humans tend to create and, and cling to our memories. And you speak about memory being a lane and not a highway, while information is a highway and not a lane. Dr. Shankar, how do we then move forward if we're human beings and we are to, you say that it will just happen when we become enlightened, uh, how do we, and I know you're going to say that that's the doing, but, but <laughs> what does this mean in the practical sense for a human being? It, it's, it's easy to say let's, that it is all, the mind is all the ego and that we are other than that, we are light and sound, but how do, what do we do with that? We cannot do anything, my dear. I told you, man has never done anything. Let man, any man come and prove it to me that he has done anything. He cannot. The question of moving forward, he said, how should we move forward? You have grown up now, I presume so. How did you grow up? Do you pull yourself every day to grow? Has man seen growth? How does the baby grow? How does the baby grow in the mother's womb? Does she make it grow or does it grow by itself? Man grows every moment. He cannot see himself grow. That's the only thing which happens in life, meaning he grows every moment, which means every action also which he thinks he does is merely a growth process. He grows that way. He grows as he sees walking. He's not walking. Walking is not an action which man can do because to walk, man has to defeat gravity. To walk, a leg must be taken up and put forward and the next leg must be brought forward, which means that every leg must defeat gravity to lift it because gravity holds the two feet to the ground. How does mind defeat gravity? If mind can defeat gravity, man can just fly across the Atlantic. Why should he buy a plane ticket? He can save a lot. Man can become very economical. Man doesn't consider these things. Man doesn't inquire how he speaks how he thinks, how he eats, how he breathes, how he walks, how does the day go by. Man does not go forward by his will or choice or effort. Life makes man move forward. He needs to trust life, meaning trust must happen to man, that life happens to him, and it's not the ego which makes life happen. Because man must needs to understand the ego does not do anything to see. The ego doesn't do anything to hear. The ego doesn't do anything to smell. The ego doesn't do anything to taste. The ego definitely does not do anything to bring about the sensation of touch. All these five sensations are the systems with which man can recognize the world in which he lives and the surroundings in which he lives. And all these five sensations, man cannot bring it about, nor bring it to function. When these five sensations, man does not bring about in function, how on earth can he go forward or think that he can go forward in life? Life happens to man, and man does not make life happen. All these sensations happen to man as a thought in his mind not as an actuality. These sensations, too, are thoughts in his mind. Man cannot bring them about nor move forward in life. If he's moving, which only means he's not dead, thank you very much. If he's not moving, he only means he's dead. 
and dead too is a thought in man's mind man hasn't understood death death too is a form of life which man hasn't understood death too requires life to be dead the dead require life to appear as the death therefore death too is a form of life which man needs to understand death only means a change in postal address that's all if an individual which is moved with the awareness that you're speaking and allows life to guide him which life already does anyway there you go man cannot allow or prevent my dear that's a belief within the mind which life has imparted that's how it maintains an illusory world to appear real to an illusory ego man does not live in trust man lives in distrust he trusts his mind but distrusts life that's so if we were to trust life how would the experience be different we cannot see the an experience my dear is a thought in the head a thought in the mind not an actuality that's the deception of sound to believe that an experience is an actuality experience is merely a thought in the mind which happens to man that too he must be grateful for life for making that experience as a thought to happen to his man otherwise he'll be bored till death comes and gets him you spoke about death being another aspect of life that they have to exist simultaneously and and death being another form of life what is the cycle because everything in evolution has cycles so when you're talking about evolution of mind and evolution of all of these different pieces what is the cycle to where this portion ends does the ego ever uh dissipate so that we're no longer in this illusory place no ego will always be there ego also will evolve and sophisticate as a witnesser a witnesser realizes that life is a manifestation of light and sound an ego concludes that life is a matter of actions situations problems solutions feelings emotions languages words meanings to the ego everything appears real for a witnesser he admires life as a play of light and sound not as any actuality and you're releasing another book which will be called what am i mhm but that seems a little paradoxical based on if if we're not supposed to ask that question if we're not if we're not to know what we really are or are we to know what we are because it seems in trying to discover what we are we're doing if, so so how does that question come about for your next book right if that question happens to you consider yourself fortunate if that question does to happen to you cannot bring it about if you know any question man cannot bring about if it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't that's all it's all a matter of evolution and sophistication in this century life has determined it to be so which brings about a knowledge a wisdom to make an understanding happen as to who or what man could be this century after having so many centuries and generations where life has conditioned the man's mind to believe that he is an individual who can do who can speak who can think from this century onwards life has seen it so that it provides and 
I'd like to thank you, Dr. Shankar, for gracing us with your presence on 1111 Talk Radio. I appreciate your work and want to urge my listeners to get a copy of Evolution of Mind and go deeply into some of these concepts. Allow yourself to circle around and around them and see where where you find yourself. You can contact Dr. Shankar at his website, Academy of Absolute Understanding, www.acadun.com and you can also connect with him at Maha Yoga Studios October 22nd and 24th in Los Angeles if you'd like to hear him speak. Uh, Connect with him and tap into the archives of over 850 CDs, 450 DVDs and many other talks at the Academy. My guest next week will be Gay Hendricks and we'll be talking about relationships and also his latest book, The Big Leap. I'm Simran Singh and until next week, I hope you'll be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the Seventh Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.